Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and today I'm here with the 56th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. This hand is from a 10,000 euro buy-in event, as was last week's. And in this hand, I get pocket jacks in the big blind. And so everyone folds around to a loose, aggressive kid in the cutoff who has 70,000 chips, and he raises to 1,000, so 2.5 big blinds. Then a super loose, aggressive kid. This guy could effectively be called a maniac. He decides to call on the button. So, player in the small blind folds. I guess I should mention the stack sizes. Um, I have, I'm in the big blind with pocket jacks. I have 120,000 chips. The initial razor has 70,000, and the button, the maniac, has 35,000. So, everyone is still very deep. Remember, we're playing 200-400. So, that means that the shortest player in this hand has something like... 90 big blinds. So there's a lot of money to go into the pot in this hand. So I decide to go ahead and raise with pocket jacks. If I was playing against more standard opponents, I would probably at least consider calling, mainly because I really don't want to play a deep stacked pot out of position. With a hand like jacks, it's often going to be an underpair. And even when it is an overpair, it's not a great overpair. But since I know a general, or a generally high amount of things about my opponents i've actually played with the maniac kid on the button a decent amount and the initial opener i had at least some amount of history with i think i could justify re-raising this purely for value and i think i could conceivably get it in versus the loose aggressive kid anytime i get an overpair after the flop or whenever he decides to re-raise pre-flop which shouldn't happen too often but it is something you will see from loose aggressive kids so I decide to re-raise to 3,800. So when 1,000 call, I made it 3,800. I think this is actually a little bit big. I think I would have preferred something like 3,500. I think that's going to induce one or two of the players to call a decent amount of the time. And it may sound odd to some people that I'm saying that I want my opponents to call, but I do. We have to realize when you have a value hand, you want to get value. You don't really get value by making your opponents fold and giving you a... Six, six big blind pot, right? Winning six big blinds is not really the goal. My goal with a hand like Jax is to play a big pot and win a lot of chips. So I make it 3,800. I think a little bit smaller is ideal. Loose aggressive kid, the razor folds, and then the super loose aggressive kid, the kid who I said is a maniac, he decides to call. So the flop comes king 5-3. No cards of the same suit. And this is a spot where I think betting is fine against most people, as your opponent becomes more and more straightforward, I think you generally want to start consider checking. And you want to check because if you bet and your opponent calls, you're never really happy. You're going to be against a lot of kings. But if you check and your opponent checks behind, you pretty much have the green flag to get in there and try to bet for value on the turn in the river because most people will just bet with a king if they're really straightforward. If your opponent's way less straightforward, you don't really know if you can profitably check call the flop plus the turn plus the river. And also, if you bet, your opponent's at least going to be somewhat inclined to call with a wide range looking to pick up the pot whenever I check the turn, which to them will give them a green flag. So, I mean, you could also say that if you if I check here versus a loose aggressive player, I should just be looking to check call down at least on two streets. But clearly a pretty bad line against someone who's willing to fire three barrels is to check call the flop and turn and then fold the river. So I'm not exactly sure what the best line is versus a blatant maniac. But what I do know is that this board should be 
pretty good for my range and pretty bad for my opponents. So I'm generally going to be betting this for value and expecting the Maniac to tag along a decent amount of the time. So the pot's 9,250. My opponent has 32,000 behind. And I decided to make a very small bet, 3,300 into the 9,200 pot. And I think if I am going to bet, I do need to bet small. And the reason I want to bet small is because if I do bet large, say I bet 7,000, as you see a lot of amateurs do, that will force my opponent to have a very good hand to continue or run a huge bluff. Whenever I bet small like this, I induce my opponent to call with a lot of junk, like pocket fours and pocket sevens and ace five and whatnot. And that's going to keep him in the pot drawing thin. Whereas if I bet large, he's going to continue with mostly kings. And if I'm against mostly kings, I'm in terrible shape. So this is a pretty mandatory small bet, assuming I do decide to bet. And my opponent calls. So the pot's now 16,000. My opponent has 28,000 left. The turn is an eight. And I bet, again, I bet 4,600. And I'm betting here mostly because my opponent is that super loose, aggressive player who I know is capable of sticking around longer than he should and also capable of perhaps even raising as a ridiculous bluff. Because imagine, well, I know I have jacks, but I was going to say, imagine I don't have a king. If I bet the turn and get raised, I'm usually pretty sick. But you have to realize that I know a lot about my opponent, and if I know a lot about my opponent, I'm just not folding. And you have to realize, when you're playing against someone who is a blatant maniac, they are going to get paid off when they get a strong hand. But if you look weak enough, you will induce them to bluff off to you way more often than they actually have a strong hand. So I like this bet. I think it's going to extract a decent amount of value. If my opponent called the turn, I would probably check the river to try to look like I'm giving him a room to bluff, or I would bet very small on the river looking to bet and then call a raise versus this specific opponent. Anyway, on the turn, I bet um, whatever I did, 4,600. He makes it 12,000, leaving himself 16,000 behind. So he's almost all in. This is a spot where I think a lot of amateur players make a mistake of either going all in or folding. They say, well, if I put in 8,000, I might as well put in the last 16. But you have to realize that I'm expecting my opponent to be bluffing a lot. And if that's the case, and I go all in, he's going to fold. So all going all in does is, all, all going all in accomplishes is it makes my opponent fold out an ace or a queen that he could possibly have. But even then, I'm fine giving him three outs or even six outs if he happens to have exactly ace queen to try to get there on me. More often than not, my opponent's going to have just stone air, like <laughs> jack 10 or something like that, or queen 10 or... 6-4 or ace-4 or something like that that he's just decided to get out of line with. So I think I need to call. I think calling really is the only play that makes much sense. And again, folding's out of the question because I know this guy's just blatantly crazy. Rivers is 7, which does complete 6-4, but pretty much nothing else. I check, and my opponent thought for about 4 minutes and then checked. And I won with pocket jacks. And after the hand, he looked so annoyed that I, he looked annoyed that either that I called his turn bet or that he did not fire the river bet. And either way, I was not folding the river. I can promise you that. (laughs) And you have to recognize that, well, if you are a maniac, you have to recognize your observant good opponents are going to figure that out and they're going to adjust accordingly. But if you are playing against a maniac, you cannot put yourself in spots where you have a value hand 
and then you try to find a way to fold it. And I think a lot of amateur players, they bet the turn in this scenario like I did. They get raised, like I did, but then they fold, and that lets their opponents steal tons of chips. Instead, you just have to be willing to stack off. And I know stacking off is never what you want to be doing, but it's okay to lose a pot, especially if your opponent should have a lot of bluffs in his range. I mean, if my opponent's bluffing something like 60% of the time, or maybe more, it would just be criminal for me to fold because I do beat a lot of the bluffs that my opponent could have. So I made the call, and I was going to call the river as well. Clearly, he didn't bluff the river, so maybe recalling the river would not be a great idea, but he looked pretty annoyed, and that makes me think that he probably would have bluffed there at least some. So I think calling the river would be fine as well. So that's going to be it for this week of Weekly Poker Hand. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to let me know. Um, I definitely see all the comments that you post on my personal site, jonathanlittlepoker.com. So if you do have a specific question about a hand or a comment about the hand, that's by far the best way to ensure that I see your comment. So thank you very much for watching. Be sure to share these hands with your friends. That would help spread what I'm trying to spread in the poker world. Good, solid poker education. And I will talk to you next week.